Hey, it's Erin Anderson from Live Big Co. And you're listening to the Power to Be podcast. This week, I get to coach someone as they navigate an area of their life that's stuck toward an insight that will give them personal power. My hope is that you'll listen for an insight for yourself along the way. Let's find out what this week's guest has the power to be. Oh, welcome, Nick. So happy to have you. Thank you, Erin. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is uh, this will be exciting. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm so glad you think. I th- I'm so glad you think so. I think that. Um, well, one of the most exciting things for me is this beginning. Like, hey, I see you. You're on my my screen, and I'm with you. And we don't know what's going to happen next, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, the unknown is a is an exciting thing. <laughs> So Nick, how I'd love to start is just to ask you a really simple question. It's um, just from right here and right now today, what is an area of your life or something that is going on for you that feels like a pinch or feels constricted or feels like there's no flow? Hmm. I would say maybe my work life and my emotions attached to it, I would say maybe Mm -hmm. I've I've noticed that my, if I'm not in my, in a nice workflow of, of, uh, you know, a work of passion and my emotions, I feel like aren't, aren't flowing. And, and that is definitely an area of my life that I'm always paying attention to. Yeah, it matters to you, doesn't it? <clears throat> your work. Yeah, it really does. I think to have purpose in your work and and feel that purpose, it really I don't know, I, I really feel like it it adds to life. Hmm. Hmm. So tell me tell me what about those emotions? What are the emotions that you feel when you're not feeling this flow or work passion, things that you're wanting, craving, what are the emotions that you, you talk about that are tied to when it's not going well? I would say I feel, I, I don't feel useful. I feel un, I don't, I don't feel confident. I guess I feel disconnected from my inner like who I am deep down inside um and it how do I say that it it feels like a very low you know less drive a low vibration Mm. um and and generally I would say that my vibration is very high and I have lots of energy and drive and when I don't when I'm not in a a workplace of of passion and 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 flow, I feel like my drive, my day to day life is just a very low energy. Um, I wouldn't say sad, but I would say mm. I, I would say on that close though, right? Kind yeah, of feels like sad. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't see it from the outside, but if you knew me, you would you would maybe say like, you're not as bright as you mm-hmm. generally are. Mm-hmm. What's going on with Nick? Something's up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So one thing that, um, 
that I I know to be true just from my own experience in, in my own life and the work that I've done over the many, many decades is that it isn't conditional on the job. I've been beyond satisfied and um, felt high vibes doing something, you know, that is, is kind of random, just as much as I've been completely sad and low when I've been in a job that looks good on paper or that, you know, is the right stepping stone or that serves a purpose or there's, there's so much tied to our, to the work that we do. Uh, from um, like societal pressure or the way we were raised, like it's the real world. You've got to get a job. You've got to earn an income. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of this kind of external pressure that comes uh, on onto our level of choice. So as what I'm hearing with you is that there's something external that is uh, pressure on you that has you make different choices. So I, now hang on, Nick, because I'm making an assumption here. Mm-hmm. You're currently in a job that does not light you up. Is that true? Or am I assuming that? Yes. Um, but just for the past couple of weeks, the last month and a half or two months, I haven't had a job. So so you're not working right now? I am working now, but I've only uh-huh. been working for about a week, week and a half. And, and on something you love or don't love? Don't love. Okay. Okay. So you're back to don't love. Yeah. And I I think that it started from that not working at all, feeling not much purpose. And as well, I think you're right about the outside influence pressure, which is, I believe, making me or having me respond in a way that, that may not be yeah, you're. I mean, listen, you're th- now hang on, let's just make a quick um, d- discernment. So, respond the ability to respond is quite high vibration, like that. That is really what, um, what our higher selves want us to do is to respond. You, you know, there's a, there's a pothole, respond and weave like, like that. Right. So, your, your response is something I would never want to take away from you or, or alter in any way at all. Like your response is innate. It's natural. It's deep down inside. It's instinctual, all those good things. But what I think there is to address is your choice. Right. What are you choosing? And lots of times, um, especially in the work world, many, many of us, including me, I've had this attitude many times. Well, I have no choice. It's the real world. I have to put, you know, money in the bank and I have no choice. I have to go to that, 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 to earn an income. So where, where is it that you feel like you're out of choice when it comes to your work? Just, just paint the picture for us. It's seasonal. It's da, da, da. Like, yeah. Where do you feel out of choice? Right. Um, I feel weird, weird saying that I'm out of choice with it because I guess I'm, I'm not out of choice with it. Um, but you feel like you are on some level, right? On some level, you feel a little bit out of choice, right? Due to a couple of factors. Um, one moving from a, moving into a new country in a new place, um, where the, that style of work is pretty seasonal is a, is a bit of out of my control, I guess. And, and where I lack that choice, as well as the past month or so has been just, or the you know past couple of months, I guess has has been where, yeah, there there I am. I have no choice there. There there just isn't any of that that work going on. Okay, so let's paint the picture then. What is the thing that you, if all 
restrictions, constraints of all, you know, any kind were removed, what would you be doing then that you're not doing now? Right. I would be helping people in the water, out of the water, um, to reconnect with themselves and, and help them to, I guess, push themselves into the uncomfort to, to find comfort in that uncomfort and mm. yeah, to grow their edge. Yeah. To grow their edge, to grow that thicker skin, that resilience, mm. um, and to reconnect with themselves. We, I, I, I'd say the last five years I've helped people in the water through surfing, um, through action sports, just to progress their, their mind body connection and really tap more into that, that I guess I would say the art of play. Mm, beautiful. And, yeah, it's it's something I haven't been able to do for quite some time, and mm-hmm. and I really feel it um, mm-hmm. emotionally. Describe that. What does that feel like? It feels purposeless. It feels. I would say it feels weak. Um, yeah, that's, I'd say, feel, I feel lost almost when I can't help, when I can't. When I, I guess when I don't have purpose, I feel lost. I, yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and I feel uncomfortable. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like you're uncomfortable in your own skin like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And when you're feeling purposeless, lost, weak, uh, uncomfortable in your own skin, what is that um, – What's the impact of that? Like, what does that, what does that create in your life, in your relationships and in your body? And yeah, what does that create in your life? I feel like it creates a bit of tension and a lot of just going with it, just, Mm. just kind of be almost the, almost the pushover, just kind of rolling, rolling with whatever. Um, yeah, it's okay. Like I don't need this or I, you know, shouldn't, I shouldn't, I don't deserve this or I don't deserve that. Um, less drive for, for physical, um, physical movement, I guess more drive for a mental, um, inner listen Mm. I I find myself meditating more which has been helping a lot just to sit with myself to sit inside that uncomfort and pay attention to where my body and mind is going and where that disconnection is and um, yeah it it definitely creates it definitely creates friction in my in my um in my marriage and 
I would say in, in all aspects of my life, really. Mm -hmm. I'm, I want to acknowledge you for, um, that deeper knowing that when there's nothing to do, do nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. I, I don't know that I know that I just, I feel like when there's, I guess I'm going with my gut where yeah. when you're sitting there and you're going, okay, well, what can I do? Well, I might as well just sit here and feel. Yeah. I allow myself to feel because I feel like it, you know, when we, I feel like it's easy for me to not feel just to go to stay busy. You know, it's easier to stay busy and ignore the mm-hmm. feelings. Um, but I never tend to get much out of that. So, Right. You're kind of over that. You're over the busy, the busyness mantra. I got to be busy, busy. Yeah, It's not yeah. working anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it's getting things done, but it's not, it's not helping in the, the long run, I feel. Yeah. It, it, um, it doesn't fit your surfer mentality. The, the, the one that's connected to the ocean and to the wave and to natural, um, to the natural cycles that that is not what busyness is about. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Are you meant to be a surfer? Are you meant to be connected to nature? Yes. A hundred percent. How do you I, know? I believe that we're all meant to be connected to nature. I feel that I know because when I am connected to nature, nature is connected to me and I feel it and you, I see it in my plants. I see it in, in every aspect of my life. And when I don't feel connected, I, I like to wear, I like to not wear shoes. And mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that I've felt is when I don't wear shoes for an extended period of time, I feel so good and I feel so connected. And when I, I have, I have recently moved to Canada and in the spring and the fall, it's colder. So it's hard to not wear shoes often. And I do feel that that is, it it disconnects me a little bit. Um, When I take off my shoes and walk in the grass, that feeling is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, I will promise you, I have, to, I have to promise you, I must promise you, and I must promise myself that whatever work there is to do on, on, in our inner landscape and in our minds and in our lives and in our purpose and in our dharma and in our connection to nature, we have to remain unconditional so the last thing I would want to do for you is set up a life for you where you're only barefoot and miserable, you know? So right. it's really about being unconditional about it all, that you can be barefoot no matter where you go, no matter what you're doing and connected to nature, no matter what you do or where you're going. So what, what I'm noticing and sensing about you is that you're off your path and that you have been, you have been disobedient to your own calling to what you're here to do and you have been defying your own internal compass 
that guides you in a certain direction in terms of what you're meant to do for people. You've got a calling, don't you? Yeah, I definitely have definitely been told that and I, I do feel it. Well, because um, it's been shown to you and you've experienced tremendous success there, I, I assume. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. The- How else would you get that picture, right, of helping people, you know, expand their resilience and be connected to nature and to be able to um, go into that un- discomfort so that they can expand their comfort zone? You know, the, the big thing that I'm getting from you, Nick, is you've just really, you've lost your edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's time to get your edge back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah. um sort of nice guy, go along, go with the flow. Sure, I'll put shoes on. Sure, I'll do a job I don't like. Yeah, it's the real world. Yeah, I guess I better go with it and roll along. It's it's um creating you to be purposeless, weak, lost, sad, and creating tension in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm all those things are right on the money. Yeah. And the, the worst, (laughs) the worst part is that you know it and you're saying it. Does it, does it feel a bit like that? Like God, I, and I know it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. You know, even my wife and I talk about it. She's very, um, vocal and transparent with her thoughts and feelings. And, um, you know, she a bit pissed? Is she a bit pissed at, at you being off your path? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, you could say that. Yeah. Let her rage. Mm. Yeah, and that's that's where I I feel like instead of responding to something, I feel like I'm reacting where um maybe it's maybe it's like that inner child where someone says, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that, and then just your inner child just says like, well, okay, I don't want to do that. Even though that's actually what I want to do. Well, okay. So, um, let's go, let's go back to your home, home base, home place, the wave. Mm-hmm. So talk me through, talk me through what it, what your process, just you, not even you teaching, but you holding your surfboard in your hand and you're looking out at the ocean. Just talk me through what the, what your, your thinking process is. You know, I think it starts from even the beginning, you know, when you're waking up and Mm. you're checking the, the wind, you're looking outside at the trees you're checking the tide to see where the tide is and you're starting to connect with kind of the day and the ocean and just like the weather. And as you get to the beach, you you get your first glimpse of what the ocean is doing that day and how the weather is affecting that. And as you kind of suit up and you get ready, you're really starting to disconnect from I really feel that I'm disconnecting from the outside maybe pressures or opinions of others and Mm. all of those outside influences. And I'm starting to connect to the inside of me, the inside of nature. And as you get to the water and you, put your foot into the water 
all those outside influences all of a sudden aren't there and I'm I'm a hundred percent present and focused on just being and being my best um, because in the ocean I feel that there is no other option than to do your best hmm. and again you know doing your best every day is is different right um, some days you're a little stronger some days you're a little weaker but the ocean doesn't hold back for me it's not gonna say mm. <laughs> it's not gonna say oh i noticed you didn't mm. sleep well this morning or last <laughs> night you woke up on the wrong side of the bed i'm gonna give you some gentle waves like wow it's just gonna be and do what it what it is and and what it's doing that day so that i've i really enjoy that connection to to myself i guess through through that that vehicle of nature um wow and yeah i mean it, it kind of that's like the start of it right once you get in the water and you start your your movements you really warm up and start connecting to your body and your mind and and your your mind body coherence is so so sharp and on you know on track that when you when i get out of the water i don't know another time in my life that i'm more connected mentally and physically and emotionally um i i really feel that it is the best way for me to start my day mm -hmm. uh when uh, did you go to work this past week i did go to work yep I'm just going to ask you to reflect on your day at work. So mm -hmm. did you wake up, look outside, connect with the day, see nature, observe nature, let the outside fall away? Did you connect with nature within you? Did your feet meet the present moment? And did you meet the day with your best? And did the day give you it's best i would say not no not the same way i would with the ocean yeah i mean so here's the thing it feels like you're um a monk without a temple <laughs> yes <laughs> mm -hmm. you're like in new york city with a suit on and you're a monk who belongs in the mountains. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. You know the 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 fish don't know that they're swimming in water. You know, that that's that's really what purpose is meant to feel like is that you're just so on purpose you don't know that you're on purpose. You're just so on purpose that you you're just yeah, do you know what I mean? Like when somebody compliments mm -hmm. you and says you're such a great guy, Nick. You're you're so good at, at surfing, and you you'd be like, but it's like breathing air. You don't understand. And I'm here to. This is what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let me just uh, let me circle back and ask, <clears throat> what's stopping you from this life of of connecting people 
um, to helping them grow their edge and helping them connect to nature, helping them understand the nature within themselves because you've identified that you're the one to do it. So what's stopping you from doing it? My first instinct and, and gut is the fear. Um, the fear and this could probably go in any direction, but I think the the big one is the fear of um, not not doing it right or not knowing how to do it or it not being good enough. And, and I say this not from the actual physical part of doing it. If I have, if I have people coming to me and I, or, you know, I have a, a space where there's just a, an endless pool of people, the, the act of coaching is not the part I'm afraid of. It's the, it's the getting the people, it's the creating the business, mm. creating the following. It's the, it's that side of it. Um, like the building of the business part. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I have, okay. I have the, the beginning of, okay, this is what we do. And then I have the end goal of this is what it could be. But that's like driving from Canada to California in the middle of the night with no, no headlights. Right. Awesome. Awesome. It's so clear. Yeah. So, so you've got a major gap. You have all the passion and the drive and the know-how and the experience and the, the service and you picture and you see very clearly the end result and what that can do for people and what that can do for you. You, you're, there's a mastery there, right? All, mm -hmm. all of that you're totally tuned for. Is mm -hmm. that right? Yeah. Yeah. This is, you know, the, 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 your ability to be able to say that and to be able to know that shows the amount of inner work that you've done. So I appreciate how much, how hard you've been working. I really do. Thank you. Yeah. It's and if you're on a chessboard though, looking, so if you're on a chessboard thinking I need to move my, my rook to here, there's no one big leap, right? It isn't just one big. So, so of course there's many moves and many, um, many steps to fill in that gap between your dream and the, the result you want to create in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not just one. Yeah. It's not just right. one drive from, from point A to point B. There's lots of stops in the middle and, and in between. Okay. So we're, we're now in the conversation of creating your business. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, it's going to feel like the same question, but it's a new question. What, what specifically or as specific as you can get is stopping you from creating your business? Like, give me, give me the, I can't stand marketing. I don't know how to balance a, you know, budget. Like, I don't know. What, what are the things that are stopping you? The, uh, all, the, all of those things. Um, I, I, I have an inner story definitely that I know. Ooh, um, tell us. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I bet you no one else has the same story, Nick, nobody, only you. Yeah. <laughs> So go ahead, tell us. So I was raised and born with dyslexia and mm -hmm. 
essentially used used that to my advantage to get through school. So I graduated high school, but I realized pretty quickly that as I was in school, I was with an IEP, so in special ed classes. Mm-hmm. And I realized to my fault that if I just don't understand or don't know something, I can kind of play that card and that they will just help me through it and that and I can get through it like that. Um mm. Mm-hmm. So as I graduated, I graduated with maybe a fourth to maybe third to fifth grade reading level mm-hmm. and went into the real world, got a, um, did, did a bunch of traveling and um, got really comfortable with just asking for help for things, um, mm-hmm. whether it was going into a bank or a doctor's office to fill out a form. Um, I would have no problem asking a stranger how to spell something or how to read something if I didn't understand it. Um, but that I, I believe that created that inner story to be pretty concrete that I can't do something. I can't do X or, um, I don't understand this or that. So when I think about building a business, I go back to my fourth grade self and say, I don't, I can't do this. Um, I need help. And that, that's, I think that, that inner story is not just, I need help. It's like, I need you to do it for me. Mm, Okay. Um, and I, I had a special ed teacher when I was young and she, she saw, she caught me pretty red-handed and saw my potential and said and told me nick you have a learning ability this is not a learning disability and i love her yeah i i remember that and it's it's there right i i do believe her and and trust that i that that dyslexic people just learn differently and we have a different set of of kind of laws and skills and like you said, I'm definitely not the only one with this story, right? Um, yeah, and, and not um, not out of any kind of um, you, you, we have to be a bit careful because you know your your story still is quite unique, and and yet there's lots of people who can really identify and learn from you. So this isn't about. Um, yeah, man, we're all dyslexic and none of us can do it. So it's really about changing the narrative of the story and about identifying what is the upgrade that I can take from this? Like, like your teacher, your, um, your tutor gave you that upgrade. You have a learning ability and she gave you access to that new way of thinking. So somewhere along the line, Nick, somewhere along the line, you believed her and you found the place where learning moment to, like i can't possibly think of a better place than the ocean to apply this principle of being able to learn a new moment to moment for sure mm-hmm. waves never are the same the ocean like you said will bring it every time mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so the interesting thing from my um view is that you have an ability to learn faster than most people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I definitely can watch somebody do something and and do it <laughs> pretty readily. Uh, Your recall is huge, right? Your recall is fast and quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And lasting. Yeah. If you gave me a book on how to do that, it would take me a lot longer. But if you just did it in front of me, I could learn right. it really quick. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I didn't have a learning disability, but man, school was just not for me. I, I had tutors. I had, um, you know, I had terrible grades all through school. My, my, um, family store story of within my own family was that I was the dumb one. My brother was the smart one. My sister was the pretty one. Like I had all the thing, all the stories and, you know, school was just never the thing for me, but somewhere along the line, um, I had an expanded view of what learning looks like and then what, what, where learning happens. And I learned on my yoga mat. My yoga mat was my MBA. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like the ocean is for you. And I just, um, I mean, I deeply respect it. Having experienced that for myself, that knowing embodied knowing has such a different resonance to top, like heavy, like, you know, he head heavy knowing, um, being around, I know, uh, I'm certain I know, I know this, I learned this from, you know, back in school, I know this isn't interesting to me. I, I find, I don't find it very, there's a lack of curiosity and the lack of being present and it, it's not inspiring to me at all. And it's not that I, you know, um, have a disrespect for disregard for knowledge, but it, I, I just personally respond so much more to that embodied knowledge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm hearing from you, that you have not only an ability, but an exceptional ability of embodied knowledge and embodied learning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank like you. Like you're a I... genius. <laughs> Thank you for the upgrade. <laughs> You're welcome. So I'll, you know, let you roll around with that. I'm a genius. How how does that feel when you when you hear that? Yeah, it's a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It, you know, I I always had the same thought on knowledge of almost, you know, like um, being able to memorize stuff and you know no history and, and stuff like that i always thought that was you know really really interesting but i didn't ever feel that it was the most important or highest um on my on my favorites list i guess of mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. you know kind of powers and i always felt that creativeness and presence and and all those things were were more on my my higher list. And so that's what I focused on. And, um, to, to think of that I'm a genius in, in my own respect is it feels great. At the same time, it feels, I, I, I still, I, I, I feel and hear my story telling, saying, you know, you don't deserve that or you're not, or mm -hmm, th those, mm -hmm. those little doubts. Mm-hmm. Mm Mm, those are the little doubts that are like pebbles in the shoes you don't want to wear. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I heard um, this once. I believe it was um, in Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic. She talked about how 
there isn't, you, you don't have genius. It's not yours, but it's that you can access it. <clears throat> There's a, a greater genius available to you and you have to be available to receive it. And so you, Nick, receive total genius when you are in the ocean and you are with people and you are guiding people to their higher selves by way of mother nature. Mm-hmm. That's your genius. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, that feels really good. Um, feeling, feeling the, the information is not mine. It's not me. It's well, that's not your genius to pull down. Listen, right. I, I know lawyers who have incredible recall. Their memory is just unbelievable. Like the dates and the numbers and the facts that they can recall. And they need that, that, that is their genius that is necessary mm-hmm. for them to be able to perform in court. So yes, please. Oh dear lawyer, have that ability, have that um, ability to reach for your genius. The point of this conversation is to reach for the right genius. Don't feel like you have to have them all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. I, I feel like I've been reaching for the, looking for the genius that I struggle with. And I think yeah. I've been forcing and trying really hard to find that genius. And it's, I feel that it has it has taken me steps backwards and made me feel like I don't have purpose or I can't do something or or this and that and go back to that story, right? You know, it's interesting to me because uh, when we look at the world of um, incredible geniuses who have who have graced us with their talents and have been out there doing what they're what they're meant to do, and they create such incredible things. They create, you know, service and innovation, and they create movements, and they create shifts in people's lives, and they create um, joy and magic. And I don't know, I don't know why. I mean, love him or hate him. I, he, Michael Jackson popped into my head. And so I thought about, okay, what would it be like if Michael Jackson felt like he needed to wear a hoodie and sweatpants? That that's the way a, you know, a singer dresses mm-hmm. like what? No, no. He wears tight pants and white socks and, you know, red leather jackets. And he, he, he's like, that's what he does. And that's the genius that he reaches for. And he was, he mm-hmm. was totally true to his genius, just as Gandhi was true to his genius. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just as you, Nick, my friend, ugh, just as you must be, you must be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The authenticity needs to yeah, it's, be there. It's like, it's, I wish there was a more boss, badass word than authenticity. I think authenticity is totally it. And I think it's also a word that's been almost overused. And so we, it's become a little bit diluted, but it, that Nick, this is your edge. Like we're talking about, get your edge. Mm-hmm. And you talked about how, when you don't now with these, the season you're in the season of your life that you're in, you've kind of lost your edge and you've become a bit gritty. Yeah. You're a bit irritating, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. 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 Uh, definitely. Uh, definitely a bit irritable. And, um, I, I would say almost the opposite of what I normally am is like, I'm 
tend to be, I can be pretty passive, just like, yeah, okay, well, do, do whatever. Yeah, well, that's passive aggressive, actually. <laughs> Where, whereas who you're meant to be is flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who you're meant to be is not just flow for you because there's there's a difference, right? There's it's not just flow for you, but it's flow for the world that you're helping the world return to their own flow. And what I love is your description about how you meet the ocean with your best and the ocean always gives you her best. Yes. That is a really good way to put it and is exactly what happens. It's dynamic. Virtually every it's, time, yeah. Yeah, it's dynamic tension. Like you would expect nothing else. You're looking at the ocean saying, I love you, bring it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you've said that one of your gifts, geniuses, is that you help people connect to the nature within. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, you help people connect to nature within. And so what happened? Well, we don't need to, we don't even need to identify, but can you see that you are disconnected from the nature within you? Yes. Yes, I am. I, I can feel that I am. and I see that I am. Um, my, I've been trying to find how to reconnect and and find it again. Yeah, stop doing that. Stop trying. Yeah, well, how, do you try with the ocean? Um, no, I mean, no, I guess you try, but in a different way. It's more presence. Yeah. That's it. You just get really present. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's almost like when you try, you just get handed, right? You kind of like, ooh, yeah. watch this. I'm going to try this trip. Boom, down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that I know what it's like to do a trick on a wave. Trust me, I'm the queen of the whitewash. And I know that you would say, of course, that's glory. That's where you're met. Like, I know you would make me so great, wouldn't you? A hundred percent. The whitewash is amazing spot. It's, it is surfing. It is a wave. That's right. And I mean, listen, that's your unconditionality, Nick. That's where you, that's your, that's your home. That's your, in that unconditionality. Because what, what's most important, let, tell me this, what's it most important f- for you, for me to get about being with the ocean? Teach me. The, you said it to me. It's, it's finding that that balance of not trying and being present. So mm. it's one of the biggest things that I teach, you know, we start in a yoga shala and we learn we learn the art of of not trying, um, but mm. being a hundred percent present. And um, yeah, it's it's that it's the learn how to find flow, find ease, find effortless ease. Mm. Um, yeah. So to hear, hear you say that it definitely resonates with me. Um, takes me back to practice what you preach and, um, yeah, in a different, in a different environment, but in the, in the same environment at the same time. 
Well, yes, yes. And listen, I'm like all about getting you on a beach. Like, let's get this, like, hey world, let's get this guy on a beach with people. Like, that's really it. <laughs> let's get you on a beach with a bunch of people and change their lives. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Most is that what you want? Yes, it is what I want. And it is what I will continue to drive towards. Except you're not doing it right now. Mm -mm. I, I, uh, so I live on Vancouver Island, so I live mm -hmm. near a beach. Mm -hmm. Um, and the summer is approaching and is here. And, uh, I just had an, I just had a great meeting yesterday actually about, about doing it and, and starting, um, cause I found myself just needing to start instead of trying to wait till something's perfect or, mm -hmm. Or to, mm -hmm. to build the to build the dream business to build the dream this the the perfect that I just want to kick your ass right now oh my god I want to hug you and like also <laughs> kick your ass okay so I just want you to know that the fe the feeling in your voice the tone in your voice has diminishment has um what's the word I'm looking for compromise it has um mm -hmm. small I, I can I could feel it as I was saying it. Yes, you're, you're you were right. not lit up, Nick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, busted. Nice try, nice try. I feel ashamed that mm. it has taken me this long and that I'm to that point. Of okay, but that that's okay. That's that's off track. You know, being ashamed is not it. Like, listen, I, you can feel my heat, and I'm like grabbing you by the shoulders, looking in your eyes, saying, "I love you." You've got this. You are the one to do this. It's more like that rather than tisk tisk, Nick. It's not that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like I when I say ashamed, I guess I feel like it's more from myself. Like, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. But you know, I, I'm all I'm doing is I'm hosting the I'm hosting the question and hosting the conversation that's already happening in your mind. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not bringing up anything new for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Most so you're, all you're doing is you're verbalizing things that's already been in your mind. So when you say I'm, I'm ashamed or, you know, th then it's the thing you're saying to yourself. So I I'm being a bit, um, hard, like hard on you. Like, no, stop that. Don't take that out. <laughs> take <Yeah>. shame out <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. and let's put love back in. So you put love back in and return to that beautiful place of genius, Nick. Okay. So I'm going to, I want to just, I want to pull a few things together here in this conversation. So I'm just, let's, let's both you and I take a really big breath. It'll be, it'll feel so good. Ready? Okay, let's do it. Hmm. I've got my eyes closed and I just pictured my bare feet on a, on a beach. And I felt the, the warm, warm waves, actually the cold waves wash up onto my feet. They woke me up a bit. Mm -hmm. So from this place, feet in sand, water on toes, this is the place to begin. And what is the next 
So this is the place to begin. And I asked you to tell me about the process of your day of going surfing. And I, I want to reflect back what you said, because you described something so beautiful and so intentional. You didn't say, yeah, I grab my board and I run out into the waves and I conquer. You talked about it's it begins, the day of surfing and being out in nature begins in such peace and reverence. It begins with simply waking up, like literally, figuratively, emotionally, mentally waking up and being present with the day and what nature hosts. There's such humility in the way that you approach your experience, your shared experience with nature. And then you go out and you feel the the water and you observe, you have, there's a a real observation. It would, I don't know why I just imagined a surgeon, like a surgeon is not just going to go in and start, like a surgeon is going to approach and observe and assess and then make the right next step. And like that, you're not just going out there and, you know, being the man, mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. part of nature. And then you talk about helping people do the same. So as it is within you, you help people uncover that ability within themselves. You don't have an imposition. You don't say, look at what I know. You're saying, hey, let me help you uncover what you know. Let me help you see what is already within you. Let's uncover the the monk within you too. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's tenderness there, Nick. There's it's a one by one, moment by moment, present ability in the moment, genius. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel that? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And when you're there in that moment with that person, you know exactly what to do, don't you? Yes. Yes, it, it it definitely just flows. So let me ask you this. Like him or not, do you think that Michael Jackson was also the roadie and the bookkeeper and the marketer <laughs> for his empire? No. No, I would imagine that he didn't have a very big part in those things. No. Would you want him to? Would you do you think that was like like, do you think that was wrong? No. I think it allowed him to focus on his, on, on the genius that he was receiving. Yeah. I mean, do you think Mahatma Gandhi was out there organizing rallies and um, making sure that roads were closed and making sure that, you know, government officials were notified? Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm being a bit silly, but there, but maybe not. I mean, there's something about your incorrect belief, your incorrect belief that you have to be able to do, do it. Like there's something really, um, like a sliver, like small, but harmful in terms of, of a belief that is in the pinch or in the, um, the push pull between, I don't know how to do it. You do it for me. I don't know how to do it. Um, You do it for me. But then there was that message, that beautiful message, which was both 
beautiful and almost harmful of you have a learning ability. You can do it all. You, Nick, can do it all. There's something that you, do you see what I mean about this? This combination, this trifecta? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. You do it for me, but you can do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like there's, there need, I feel like there's missing, there's a missing balance in those, in those where it, I can't have too much. I, you know, I can't do it. You do it for me. I can't have the, I can do it and I can do it all. And I can't have too much of the, I can't do it. Um, I feel like I've tried to do that. Okay, I can do it. Like, let me, I can do it and then just start doing it. And I get completely lost in space. And then same with, um, you know, I can't do it. Can you do it? And, and yeah, I feel like that there's an imbalance there with the trifecta. Mm. It's yeah, it's like um it's like a perfect storm. Like it's not even it's not even an imbalance. It's like a it's like a dogfight. Like it's <laughs> it's worse than out of balance. It's like a dogfight in your mind that that has you. So I wrote down three words. I wrote down agency. Agency which just means I- I'm the one to do it. I can do it. A- agency is more than being independent. It's 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 just that simple attitude of I'm the one. I can do it. And then there's resignation. Eh, I just, you know, whatever, throw up my hands, go with the flow in your passive aggressive (laughs) way. And then um, I'm glad we can chuckle about your passive aggressive. (laughs) And then then, because it's so not you, that's why it's funny because it's just so not you, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then there's this third piece, which is co-creation where you, you, you are a co-creator with the wave, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I often in my classes will tell people, they'll say, thank you so much. You know, this has been a, a life-changing experience. And, and I often will say, I appreciate your gratitude for me, but I am, I am just a, a middleman between you and the wave, you know, it's really you and the wave that are doing it. I'm just supporting you and doing that. Um, I, you know, I, I know that, um, I, I, I know, and I know, I, I know in both ways, head and body that you are, uh, you are a kind and humble human being and it's time for you to take some credit. <laughs> Yeah, that that's interesting. It like makes my, you know, the that feeling that you almost want to cry, like your mm-hmm. your heart, your your chest kind of gets tight and your jaw kind of tightens up. Yeah, I get yeah. that feeling when you say that. Mm-hmm. It's tiny. <sighs> mm-hmm. You did this. You created this. You changed lives. Mm-hmm. you're the one it's you <laughs> we're waiting for you god bless you for being here thank you <laughs> thank you mm. Uh, mm. 
so grateful for you. Even just in this conversation, like you, you got to get that just who you are is an incredible gift. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, uh, yeah, I will, I will definitely pay attention to taking some credit. I never want to hear you say I'm just the middleman ever again. <laughs> Bless you. And for that humility, but wow, stop it. Like you really, I, I, I've never, I've never spoken to anyone about the ocean the way I've spoken to you about it before. And I'm not a surfer. I, I'm a lake person. I'm a mountain person. Like, you know, all those things. I, mm -hmm. I like the ocean freaks the crap out of me, but you make me feel such love and reverence for the ocean. I'm so grateful for you. And thank you so much for your genius and your, your mastery when it comes to, um, the, the, the majesty of the ocean. I, I've, I've got a new love and respect for her mm -hmm. because of you. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. There. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> so, Nick, what do you, what do you need to remember? Like, what do you need to remember or recall? Well, let me just ask you this. This is this, you, you're going to do this really just effortlessly. How old were you when you just knew you were the sunshine? When you just knew that you lit up a room, when you knew that you were God's gift to the earth. How old were you? Hmm. Before you became responsible, before you became. Yeah, I was pretty young, probably maybe, mm -hmm. maybe fourth grade, something like that. Fifth grade when I, I think I realized when I started going to friends' houses for hockey tournaments and stuff like that. And all the parents would always be so grateful to have me over and, I was, mm. I was always welcomed with open arms to, to, to live with them. <laughs> I, I had a couple amazing hockey moms that were like, mm. Hey, you just come stay as long as you want. Like you're, you can stay as long as you want. You're one of my sons. And I have one, one hockey mom in particular that it chokes me up even just to think about her. Mm. Um, What's her name? What's her first name? Sean. Mm. And, uh, yeah, she just really helped me to see that I was a bright light and that, that I was, that I was worthy and, and mm. yeah. It's time for you to remember that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What it's time for you to remember is that you, Nick, are welcomed with open arms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All of you, though, all of you, the full light, full glory, yeah. the full genius. It's, it's time for you to remember that you are welcomed with open arms, mm -hmm. with no expectations. You don't have to behave a certain way. You don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to say a certain thing. It doesn't have to listen. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Ready? <sighs> this whole like marketing thing and building the business thing, who says how that has to happen? 
You do. Right. You're the boss. Right. You do. Mm-hmm. Innovate. Like, who cares about Facebook and websites and like, like really? Innovate. Mm-hmm. Maybe you put out a bat signal and everyone shows up. Like you, you are frequency. You are a frequency of light. And your light coming in to be like, I'm just a middleman is dim. But your light of I am present here and awake here and here to serve is bright. Mm -hmm. Brighter than the sun. And guess who's going to show up and play with you? And bring her best, the ocean. The ocean will never say, I'm just a middleman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes, this is true. She will she, she will always show, show you. Up. She'll show you. And so you must show us. Like it is as it is above, so it is within, is a saying. And so it's like that with the ocean. As as she shows up as her best. So do you. It's just really time, Nick, for you to show up as your best. Bring it. Mm-hmm. You know what to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I just have to, I have to allow myself to do it. What's stopping you? Only myself. Yeah, well, it's, so then the next question would be, what what is it costing you not doing it? Oh, everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll bring you to your knees if you don't do it, my friend. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have a just the way. Yeah. I have a, I have a great opportunity today to do that. I have a. I have a you do. I have an amazing. Yeah, I have a, a meet up with a surf school owner and um in my area and, and this is the these are the this is the topic that I was going to talk to him about and I was kind of going in with the kind of the middleman thought um, <laughs> and I I feel very bright right now I appreciate all my upgrades and and your love shouting <laughs> you're welcome just remember that it's it's you, you are the owner, you are the one, you are the one, you have your edge, you have a clean edge, clean, clear edge. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes, most definitely. And you're here to own it. Like you're really, you're here to bring more to the table, more to people than any surf school owner ever imagined possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you feel that? Yeah. Yeah, I can. I I definitely feel conf- confident. I just, I, Nick, I I hope you can feel the tremendous roar, the cheering, the hearts exploding right now. Like if only... Oh, wait, I just have to tell you that I've been I've been teaching yoga uh, online on, over Zoom, and it's the strangest thing. I'm teaching to you know 100 people or 80 people or whatever, and there's no feedback, zero feedback, like 
no sighs, no groans, no, I like, I, I can't even see them. It's like, I'm teaching from another room. I can't, there's zero feedback. And that grew me so much because I realized that I have to be able to get out there and offer and give my best without any feedback whatsoever. And that's a little bit what's happening with you right now. You just shared your heart out and there are people that are, you have no idea how many people are cheering for you, championing you, sending, you know, care bearer heart emojis to you right now that you may never know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You just have to like trust in the unknown. Like you said, you wake up, you observe, you go and you face and you get really present. But just imagine that, you know, there's another wave behind you that's cheering you on and pushing you and loving you and wanting the best for you. Because we actually really need you, Nick. We need what you have. We need your genius, your ability for that humble, barefoot, and connected Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. There's a there's a need for the, more of that in this in this world that we have. Yeah. More than ever, my friend, more than ever. Yeah. Yeah. Barefoot and connected. I love that. What is What is all of this conversation now give you the power to be? I would say this gives me the power to be confident, bright, a hundred percent present and, and accepting of, of the greatness that I am, that I am, that I have, that I have access to. Um, I want to say authentic, but, but I think, like you said, I think that, is an mm-hmm. easy outplayed word that I can say mm-hmm. and it just <laughs> rolls off the back really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if there was one word that really landed for you and all the things that you said, what did you feel the most? The power to be confident. Mm. What's the upgrade from confident? I think you got confident in the bag. What is it that what is it that fuels your confidence? Passion? Yeah. There's something deeper. Cuz I'm not sure that you wake up and saying, mm, "I'm confident today. I'm going to look out at the weather and see what's happening." Like return to your bright like light Mm. just a hundred percent light yeah i get to be a bright light yeah oof Mm. the power to be a bright light how does that feel yeah it resonates it definitely resonates with me it feels amazing Mm. 
it's your natural place. It's really, you're just returning home to your, your bright light. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know that I, I hope you know, I hope you know, and I hope you trust how many people you've served just in this conversation. Yeah. Thank you. I, I don't know that I'll ever know, but I, I'm grateful for, I'm, I'm grateful for you and for this conversation and, um, for all of your honesty and, and your time. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm a, a big fan, so go <laughs> forth and be that bright light that the world needs right now. Thank you. Thank you so much for um, allowing that to be something natural and easy, something that just comes from presence and flow. There's the no effort. There's just an end of effort, Nick. It's just the end of effort. It's the end of effort. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's who you are for us, for the world, for yourself, for the ocean. You're welcome. And thank you mm. so much. I can't wait to find out what's, what's next for you, Nick. Big and thing. I, I, yeah, I just, I hope that thousands of people find you on a beach so that you can change their lives. <laughs> I, I will be there doing it. I, I yeah, can, you will. I can promise you that. Good. Never defy yourself. Stay on this path. Yeah, we'll do 100%. Yeah. Yeah, it feels great. Awesome. Thank you, Nick. Thank you very much for your generosity, for your openness, and for just being willing to go into the unknown and to, to return to your bright light. Mm -hmm. You're very welcome. Thank you, Aaron, for the time and yeah. and the honesty and the, the love shouting again. <laughs> we'll be following up with you, Nick. All the best. Okay, I look forward to it. Thank you, Aaron. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Power to Be podcast. To my guests, you need to know, wow, it takes something to dig deep and push past resistance and let what's in the way drop. And you did this publicly. You're my hero. And to my listeners, thank you for holding big space for them and for yourself. I sincerely hope an insight was available to you. I'm committed to delivering real deal, fearless coaching to bring you a fresh perspective and to tear down barriers and limiting beliefs and provide the support, energy, and love that will make all the difference in your life. I'm here for you. Let's connect. Visit livebigco.com to learn more. I can't wait to find out what you have the power to be.